Well, hello out there, and welcome to another edition of Hyperion Adventures Podcast. So happy to have you with us. My name's Tom. I'm here with my beautiful wife, as always, Michelle. Oh, thank you. Hello, everybody. So good to have you with us once again. We are recording this show on Sunday, September 9th, 2018, and I want to welcome some of our new listeners out there. Mm-hmm. Of course, we love all our old listeners and appreciate you're still with us, but we may have some new listeners because we are now starting a partnership. We started it just this week with 105.7 Max FM San Diego's throwback station. So some of you may be fans of that station and be finding us for the first time. I want to tell you a little bit about us just real quickly. If you want to find out really about who we are, uh, you can go back to our first episode where we really recapped who we are, mm-hmm. but just a little bit about <laughs> us. <laughs> uh, maybe start at the second one. <laughs> yeah. She's great. She's a little shy. Uh, who we are is we are a married couple, Disney fans who have grown up on both coasts. She grew up on the East Coast and went to Walt Disney, Disney World. World. Mm-hmm. I grew up on the West Coast, went to the Disneyland Resort. We've both done Disney cruises. We're platinum uh, castaway right. club members of Disney Cruise Line. We have done Multiple, multiple run Disney races. We have done, we are members of D23. We are members of the D, uh, Disney Vacation Club. So we have kind of a well-rounded experience in Disney. And we like talking Disney. And we like sharing Disney with you and helping you for possibly your next vacation. Right. It is our passion and we really do love it. But we also love hearing from you all and either giving us some ideas of things that you'd like us to discuss or you may have some ideas that we want to share and give you full credit for. So Absolutely. Absolutely. So uh, please, please give us some feedback if you have the chance. You can find us. Uh, we are a very interactive show. You can find us on Twitter at Hyperion Podcast, Facebook and Instagram at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. You can even Email us, Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com and on the web. Yes, we have our own website as well as on the 1057 Max FM website. We have our own website. That's Hyperion Adventures Podcast.com. And please, if you want to send us a message, if you just want to say hi, whatever, we'd love to hear from you. Yes, please do. Please reach out to us. We love uh, already the feedback that we've been getting from people, and we just want to keep that going. So you found us today. I don't know how you found us, whether it was the 1057maxfm.com, the Max uh, app. Uh, You can also find us on SoundCloud, Stitcher, iTunes, and Google Play, where you can subscribe to us, and you'll let you know right when we have a new episode. But we're so happy you join us and we have a really special guest today that we're excited to talk with absolutely we are so thrilled to be able to and honored to be able to have this this guest come join us on our podcast absolutely so let's bring him in here his name is lee cockrell he is the former executive vice president of operations for the walt disney world resort as the senior operating executive for 10 years he led a team of forty thousand cast members and was responsible for the operations of 20 resort hotels four theme parks two water parks and a shopping and entertainment village and the espn sports and recreation complex He's also written four books. He has done multiple speaking engagements, continues to do them across the country, and somehow he finds time to even do a podcast, Creating Disney Magic, Lessons in Leadership, Management, and Customer Service. You can find all this stuff at LeeCockrell.com, and we're pleased, pleased, pleased to have him join us today. Mr. Cockrell, it's Tom and Michelle. Thanks for joining us on the Hyperion Adventures podcast. Well, it's good to be with you. Thanks for having me on today. (laughs) We really, really appreciate you joining us. Uh, You know, there was... So much to talk about with you, but, uh, you know, as I was studying up for this interview, I was kind of stalking you a little bit, and I noticed something that you and I actually have in common, which I found found kind of funny, is that uh, we both kind of like 
funny little socks a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mine got out of control. I got I counted them the other day. I have 196 pair now. Wow. <laughs> That's just a couple more than I have. <laughs> yeah, I started posting them on Facebook two years ago on the 29th of December because my family all gave me a couple pair of socks, and they were fun so I posted them with a little message, and people started sending me socks. Oh, nice. So I got I got socks every week. Excellent. One pair, two pair, one pair. Got them from all over the world. Wow, that's amazing. I mean, they are cool <laughs> socks. I'm jealous of your sock collection, for sure. Well, the power of social media. Right? That's right. That's right. <laughs> So, Mr. Cockrell, again, uh, I want to echo what Tom said. We're really pleased that you're here, and we're really honored. Uh, we recently had a guest on our podcast. His name was Gray Hauser. He has a significant vision impairment, and he was kind enough to share some of his personal experiences of when he visited Walt Disney World. And, man, there were some really unique, wonderful ways that the cast members made sure he enjoyed his time at the parks. So uh, we yeah. wanted to ask you, what can you tell us about how the Disney Company really does this right? Well, I think the way we do it right, we've got a whole team of people that focus on uh, making sure that everybody comes to Disney World is able to enjoy it. So we have a team that focuses on disabilities from hearing to vision to uh, autism to you name it. Right. We have uh, rides. Uh, they're designed now so people can get on them even if they're in a wheelchair, uh, um, and I think it's just a matter of, you know, it's kind of the Disney uh, reputation is to make it a magical place. And right, we want to do right. that for everyone. Yeah, you And def- so, yeah, translation, um, yeah, all, all areas. I would say that some people have told me over the years that Disney's the only place they could bring their child who actually had to have his food, food all pureed because he was paralyzed wow. from the neck down. Wow. And he, she said, I go in any Disney restaurant and ask for it. There's no question. That's amazing. She said, the rest of the world, I go in, and they don't know what I'm talking about. Wow. So, yeah, But that is, we know how to take care of it. That's true. And what's really great is you can really feel the heart. It doesn't seem mechanical in nature or anything like that. No, no. And, and that kind of leads we, me into another question. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you have something? I was going to tell you one time we had a little boy who had never had a cake because he had all kinds of allergies, and we had oh, wow. the ingredients to make him his first birthday cake. Wow. That is so cool. That is so special. <laughs> Neat. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, I know you've pointed out in your books that communication issues are among the most significant problems that organizations have to deal with. And... Um, that I also know that I read that you've written that it's really important to make sure, as a leader, you're understood. So can you tell us what kind of leadership techniques did you find were your best approaches to make sure that the message as a leader that you were trying to communicate made it down to the front line? Because as we know, those front line people, those cast members are the ones that really do make the magic happen for the guests. Yeah, we've got a good communication system at Disney that... uh Depends what the subject is. If it's a very important, we want to make sure everybody knows that we have a just a pamphlet system alone that everybody comes to work where they have to come through a certain entrance. They're handed one, so they know that. Nice. I did a newsletter every Friday. It went out to forty thousand cast members, wow. just updating them on what's going on. And of course, today now we use podcasting. Right. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, my. Son was the vice president of the Magic Kingdom, and he did every Friday night. He did a seven or eight minute, six minute uh, podcast to the twelve thousand employees and our cast members in the wow. Magic Kingdom, saying, "Here's what we need to focus on. Here's an issue we've been having. Here's somebody's coming next week. Let's make sure we really take care of the senior citizens or the children." And 
Podcasting is really powerful because most people will listen to it on the way to work on from their phone. Right. Uh, and uh, so we we just keep looking for new ways. And, you know, I think the main thing about communication is clarity. Be clear with people. Tell the truth. Don't try to put spin on it. Right. Just lay it out there the way it is. Because uh, things are the way they are, then don't try to make it look better than it is. Right. <laughs> and uh, so we, somebody said, when in doubt, tell the truth. <laughs> And that leads me into your podcast, Mr. Cockrell. Uh, you know, I've listened to several episodes, which you can do very quickly because if you haven't heard his podcast, they're only about 15 minutes long, so you can really get through a couple of them sometimes on your commute to work. Uh, but it's really great if you're looking forward to many aspects of your life, whether it be in your job, in your business, uh, at home, time management. You, you cover so many different things and that I think are really important to, the, to uh, everybody out there. What do you think is some of the most important things that you stress to people as they run their day-to-day lives? Well, you know, we just hit our number 200 podcast, wow. so it's been almost four years. And uh, we give advice from everything about how to get better organized, how to... Think about time management more de- deeply. Uh, we do them on, are you thinking about the most important things in your life, and are you putting enough time against those? We talk about how the importance of taking care of your health and why aren't you doing it, because right. it'll be your biggest regret in your life. Right. We talk about anxiety and depression that's happening around, around the country today, especially with college students and other people. It's very fragile times. Uh, people are good having trouble dealing with everything that's coming at them. Right. I went through some with myself with some anxiety and depression a few years ago. My wife almost died. I had to take Ooh. care of her for two years. Oh, my goodness. And uh, it can strike anybody. I never thought I could be somebody it could happen to. But, right. you know, you just it, it's, it's a fragile world we live in. Absolutely. And then we talk about how important exposure and experience and education is. Because education is great, but you also need exposure. You need experience. Right. And you got to find ways to get that because uh, it makes you bigger and broader and smarter. And so we just talk about all the subjects from whatever it's high, talking to high, around to high school students or college students or people in the workforce. People, we talk about changing jobs and what you ought to go through when you think about that and right. all the things we all go through. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. We all do. It's no question. And uh, it really is a good podcast. If you get a chance to go listen to it, like I said, it's only like 15 minutes. You can find it everywhere that you find all the other podcasts, including ours. Uh, you can also look it up on LeeCockrell.com. He's got so much uh, more there on his website, but uh, really good stuff. Uh, you know, talking about some of this, you're talking a little bit about experiences here. You had a little bit of an experience about eh, a little over 25 years ago, probably a little more than that, actually, when it all began, when you opened up the Disneyland Paris parks. Uh, and I was reading, listening to your podcast a couple, actually, it was, I think it was almost a year ago now when you were doing this podcast. And you were talking about a little bit of your experience first going over to France and having a little struggles because, well, you didn't really speak French. <laughs> Could you tell us a little bit about that story? Yeah, well, I went two weeks before my wife came. My wife speaks French because she had a French boyfriend before she met me. <laughs> It took me about a year to get rid of him. And uh, she said she always wanted to live in France, and her kids would live there and speak English and French, and she didn't realize it was going to be with me, not with him. <laughs> and uh, so we got there, and I got there two weeks before, and I didn't speak French, and I was already intimidated by the French. Uh, right. It's not easy. And even if yeah. they speak English, they won't. Back then, right. they do now. Everybody speaks 
English over there, just about a lot okay. of them do, but young people. And so I ate uh, ham and cheese sandwiches for a week, because that's all I could pronounce in French. Uh, <laughs> uh, jambon et fromage. Uh, and Perfect. I went to the same store every day and got that, and... I wanted to do. I just wanted to make sure nobody tried to talk to me because I couldn't talk to them. Right. So. <laughs> and it was stressful. Even right. stopping to get gas, I was just hoping I could use my credit card. Didn't have to talk to anybody. Right. <laughs> one day, one day after a couple of years, I was sitting in the park reading the paper, and a car stopped and asked me in French how to get to the zoo, and I was able to tell them. Wow. And I felt like I'd, I felt like I'd got my doctorate's degree. So, yes. <laughs> So it was. It's complex, and you know what happens. You're illiterate, right? And right. I now understand people come to America and don't speak or don't read, and how difficult it is. And it's a great experience to live in a foreign country. You really go. You really get. You grow up, right? And you learn a lot. And that's why I say experience, exposure, education. That's the things that make you who you are. Right. Absolutely. We would. Have, we go through the same things when we've gone to Paris a few times and Disneyland Paris a couple times, and my wife speaks fairly good French. I speak very little. I can go in there and say bonjour, bonsoir, yeah, sure. you know, merci. But other than that, I, I like lean on her a lot. So I know <laughs> whenever I walk into a shop by myself, it can be really challenging when you're out there. But My wife used to give me little notes to take to the uh, store and nice. I hand it to them. Nice. And so I was like a little kid, but uh, <laughs> it, it, it worked out. Awesome. And, and I got a French daughter-in-law out of it. My wow, yay. Congrats. <laughs> married Valerie. They've been married 26 years now. Wow. Fabulous. Just about as long as yeah. Disneyland Paris has been open. Yeah, and I yeah. said, you know, and my wife and I just celebrated 50 years. Oh, wow, my goodness. Congratulations. congratulations. That's, That's impressive. That's wonderful. Well, we thought it was good because my mother was married five times, so <laughs> we're just getting the family average done. <laughs> That's right. There <laughs> you go. So other than language, yeah. uh, opening Disneyland Paris had to be quite a challenge, quite an undertaking. Uh, what other difficulties did you find when, uh, in opening up this park? The first uh, Was this the first park that Disneyland opened no. in a foreign country? This is the second, second. park. Second park. They opened Tokyo. Right. Tokyo, was Tokyo was the first. Yeah, right. And then Paris and now Hong Kong and right, right. Shanghai, Shanghai are open. But, uh, oh, the hard part was they didn't know about Disney like we do here. So we were hiring hundreds of people. I had to hire 200 managers, and uh, and uh, hopefully they spoke some French, and a lot of them had American wives, and we had to get them moved there. And uh, we had to do everything in five languages, the menus, check-in, check-out. Uh, it, it was uh, – and I, I would say the uh, American workforce, uh, they probably worked too much to a fault, and the French enjoy their time off. So uh, we had a lot of issues, and uh, but the, it was they were great people. Eventually, when you got them all in, but we hired people from Ireland, UK, right. Germany, Spain, France. You know, so it, for me, it was just people from you know every culture is a little different, and getting all of them to work together and uh, start something up new. Nobody's ever done it before, right? So it was a massive training issue i bet uh, bet. yeah so it was an experience i'm not sure i'd want to do it again took about 10 years off my life (laughs) well obviously you were pretty successful in that what would you say would be a highlight or memorable experience of opening up disneyland paris uh the opening day it was an incredible event we had ten thousand people come for the opening we t- we checked in ten thousand people. We didn't lo- lose one bag. Wow! 
one piece of luggage. Wow. It nice. all went well, and uh, we woke up the next morning all excited, and then we didn't get much attendance because there was a recession, and uh, all oh, the, yep. we had hyped the park so much. People said, don't go there because it's too busy, right. which ended up not being too busy. Wow. And, we were lo- we were losing a million dollars a day for the first year. Oh my goodness! <laughs> Talk about so a soft memorable. opening. <laughs> yeah. Wow, yeah. yeah, it was tough. Yeah, yeah it was tough. Um, yeah. So I also want to kind of circle back to uh, you know I read your book Time Management Magic and I want to thank you for that. I I have recommended it and would continue to recommend it. It brought a lot of. Th- uh, wonderful techniques into my life, and I really appreciate how you emphasize that it's not just using those techniques for your career, but also for your personal life. Um, yeah. And, you know, obviously in our podcast, we focus on Disney. We have um, Disney fans who are our listeners. So could you share some behind-the-scenes backstage info of, you know, what what are some insider infos of how you attacked or addressed planning a major project that you had to lead? Yeah, well, the key to everything in life is make sure you hire the right people. And, right. Uh, I spent the first year and a half just going around the world making sure I was hired experts, people who really knew what they were doing. And uh, I would say that was the key. I mean, the park was designed and laid out. Now, we had to staff it. And, as I said, we didn't build it, but we had to operate it. Right. And uh, so getting procedures written, operating guidelines written, and then after you hire the people, the training. It's training, training, training. Now, as I would say, we train you, we test you, and we enforce the training, wow. which a lot of companies don't enforce their own training. And that's why right. when you go to Disney World or anywhere, that uh, the chances of you not having a good time are very low because there's one way to do things, and that's the Disney way. And we right. teach them how to do that. We test them, and then we enforce it. And uh, People say, well, that's hard, you know, these millennials. I said, no, no, we hire the right millennials. (laughs) (laughs) And they do what we tell them or they don't work there. Right. So they like to work there, so they do it the Disney way because that's how you get consistency and that's how you keep the the place safe. Right. That's how you, people don't want it to be unpredictable. Right. They want to be predictable. And so... We, all of that, and then we create a culture, which the uh, main thing is to create a culture where people wake up in the morning and they're glad they work at Disney, and they want to come in because the way they're treated and respected and included and involved and listened to and their opinion counts. And and also, I say, we try to create a culture where everybody matters and they know they matter. No matter how low or high your job is, our management wow. team knows how to make you feel uh, that you're somebody. You're ma- you matter. You're a part of this show. You're a part. You have a role in the show. Right. You need to do your role in the show. When we all do our jobs the way we're trained and cast for, then the c- guests come in and they walk away saying, wow, how do they do that? Yeah. And uh, it's through organization and it's through training. And I just say again, hire the right we always say, hire them right, train them right, and treat them right. Right. <laughs> and wow. you'll have a good organization. Yes. And most, a lot of companies miss some, some of those. They're not careful who they hire. They don't have a good system. They don't know how to interview. They don't know how to listen to the answers. And then they don't train them enough, and they don't make sure they know what they're doing. They kind of practice on their customers <laughs> instead right. of making sure people know. Right. And then they don't create the right culture, which it takes a lot of humility, and it takes a lot of good leadership, and people uh, that want to serve and our leadership knows that they're there to serve the cast that's their job right and to make 
just make sure they have the resources and training to do their job so they wake up excited to come in every day. That's so awesome. it's kind of a formula we use, and uh, I'd say anybody can do what we do if they just focus on the basics. Right. Well, and it makes yeah. sense yeah. that a lot of companies are probably thinking for budgetary reasons. It's like, okay, that's how they can cut corners. But as you said, with Disney, mm-hmm. that's a, a formula that is included into the process. Oh, you pay now or you pay later. Life, there's no weekend. You, know, you can't skip one way or the other. You're going to pay. I say you spend time with your kids when they're at home and young, or you go visit them in prison <laughs> later. <laughs> or you get an attorney, or you put right. them in a rehab, or whatever. Right. So you got to, where you spend your time is where you get the results. Exactly. And uh, you can try to skip and take the shortcut. A shortcut doesn't work very well. Right. Well, Mr. Cockrell, this has been a wonderful conversation. Thanks so much for uh, joining us today. Uh, do you have anything upcoming? I know you're always, you've got the books out, you've got the podcast, some speaking engagements. Do you have anything else coming up here? I mean, it seems like you're doing something all the time, even though you're not working for the Disney, Walt Disney Company anymore. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, I just got back from Miami yesterday. I did one for a big uh, software company. It focuses on healthcare. It was quite it was really great. Awesome. I had a guy there from Google telling us how to, they're going to be using big data to help people with health care. That was very interesting to right. me. I have a big uh, public workshop in Indianapolis on the 20th of November. I have one in London on the 8th of November, and I'm going to Zurich next week to do, my, to do some work for a company that does drug trials. And uh, wow. there's just things pop up here and there, and uh, I go do them. My wife goes with me if she likes where I'm going. And... Uh, so it's just that. I'm working a lot more with colleges and universities, getting my books in as textbooks and courses. And oh, nice. Especially time management. These kids need time management. Oh, badly. absolutely. Just, so do we, actually. We need, that's why she's reading the book. We, we need yeah, that's why I read the book, yeah. It, and, and well, it's sad. We don't, te- we don't teach us in high school and college. I know, I know. But, and, uh, yeah. And, like, so it's, it's, it. it's great techniques that you provide, you know, whether, you know, you're linking, like you're saying, with the, the smartphone and what that technology can provide and linking that in with a, you know, more of a traditional, maybe like the day timer um, system, yeah. you know, yeah. to really. Yeah. And like you said, uh, you just can't wait for someday. You got to plan for someday. <laughs> <laughs> someday, yeah. That's right. When I, get, when I feel like it. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, I know that, that there is someday that I'm going to sit there and say, wow, I have a bunch of hours. Let me do something. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Take a nap. Right. <laughs> well, Mr. And by the way, if you hire great people and train them, you can go take a nap. Yeah, yeah. that's true, yeah. right? Well, you, t- you hired yeah. some great people at the yes. Walt Disney World Resort, so I'm, you must have gotten some good sleep time in there somewhere with that. <laughs> Well, I tell people, I didn't know what was going on there, but I had a team that did, so I was okay. <laughs> there you go. There you go. Love it. Well, if you hire right, you're, you're good to go, right? right? So Exactly. <laughs> the key, if you hire idiots, good things don't happen. Right, That's true. right. That's true. That's no question. <laughs> so. Well, Mr. Cockrell, thank you so much for taking time out of your Sunday to talk with us today. It's really been a pleasurable conversation. Absolutely. We really enjoyed it, so thank you again. Yeah. It's great. Thank you all. You take care and have a good day. Uh, thank, thank you. You too. So you too. So once again, that was Lee Cockrell. He's the former executive vice president of operations for the Walt Disney World Resort. He has four books. Uh, really, you should check these out. Career Magic, Time Management Magic, The Customer Rules, and Creating Magic. Uh, really great books. You've read the Time Management one right, as we talked right, about in the yes. interview. 
Really cool. Uh, he also does speaking engagements. As he talked about, I, I just said across the country, he does them around the world. He's going to Zurich. He's going to London. He's uh, he's everywhere. Pretty impressive. Yeah, yes. he's getting socks from everywhere. I, I know. That was interesting. <laughs> uh, and of course, you can listen to his podcast. It's really good podcast, especially uh, for your if you're running a business, even if you're just you know trying to get by for your daily lives. Uh, you know the time management issue really goes through some great details and some strategies that might help you out. His podcast is called Creating Disney Magic: Lessons in Leadership management and customer service. I think that's the only podcast name that's actually longer than ours. Right. <laughs> um, well worth it though. Uh, yeah. You can find it anywhere you find podcasts, just like where you found our pet. Well, you can't find it on the max one Oh five, seven website, no. but you can find it most places, iTunes, uh, Stitcher, all sorts of other places like that. And of course you can also go to his website, Lee Cockrell, C O C K E R E L L.com. Uh, and tracking down, and he really has some cool stuff out there. And the podcasts are great because they're just fifteen, about fifteen minutes. You can really get through one or two of them pretty quickly. Right, and, right. And have some real take-home tips. And he talks, you know, like these strategies, but he also talks about his experience at Disney. Uh, it, it really is a good podcast. Very interesting stuff. So I highly Absolutely. recommend it. And thank you so much to him for joining us today. Uh, really, really, really good conversation with him. Right. Really enjoyed the the information and and how open he is with his experiences. So this was uh, amazing and yeah, thrilling. Yeah, hopefully we'll get a chance to talk with him again at a future date. Uh, really cool stuff about the Disneyland Paris and right. some funny stories and uh, really really good stuff. So. Absolutely. All right, let's move on quickly here. Let's get to the Disney stories of the week. Uh, if you're listening to us for the first time. This is how we go about the show. We start off with some sort of main topic, and then we get to the Disney stories of the week because there tends to be Disney news, so much Disney news uh, every week. So we go through some of the main stories uh, that we think will be interesting to you. Right, right. There is, uh, you know, being the, the rich company that it is of having all kinds of, um, whether you're talking the entertainment business, the movies, the adventures and cruises, there's always something that we can... Uh, have to share for you. Absolutely. And this week was no different. So many stories. We never get to all of them. But let's start off here. We'll start with some park news. Uh, we'll start with the Walt Disney World Resort. New dates have been announced for Disney After Hours at the Magic Kingdom Park. Uh, the date's available for purchase. But wait, wait, if you don't know what this is, uh, they close the park. It's kind of like the special events, kind of all similar to the uh, Mickey's Not-So-Scary Halloween Party yeah. or the uh, Very, Merry Christmas. Very Merry Christmas Party. But it's just, they kind of close down the park to the regular guests, open this up. It's a special ticketed event. You can go in there and you can ride all the rides with fewer guests. You know, the lines are shorter. They have free Mickey bars, among nice. other things, that when you're Favorite. there. Uh, really a great time. So they've opened the dates uh, for purchase from December 3rd, 2018 to March 7th, 2019. Here are the dates and times they've opened up. I haven't checked to see if they're still available. These will sell out. A lot of these will sell out. So you might, if you're going to be out there for these dates, you might want to jump on it as fast as possible. So the dates are December 3rd and 10th, January 7th, 17th, 24th, and 28th, February 7th, 14th, and 28th, and March 7th. So... Uh, if you're going out there, especially if you're buying tickets, it's kind of a great, if you're going to go and just purchase a regular ticket for the day, you might want to spend the money on this instead because you're going to get more bang for your buck. Yes, it's only like three hours that the park is open, but you can get on a lot of rides right, in that short right. amount of time. It's, it is a great experience in that regards. And, you know, again, if you're not purchasing an annual pass or even if you do have an annual pass, it's still a great, great time to go in there. And sometimes some of those dates uh, can be busy as they, especially in March when they're approaching uh, spring break time. So you could still have a very fun experience of getting onto so many attractions in a short amount of time. Right. And it's at night, cooler weather. 
And you don't get any, the ticket allows you to get in a little bit early. Uh, it's before the fireworks go, so you can get there, you can watch the fireworks, and then when the rest of the guests leave, the park opens up just for you and the, the other uh, ticketed uh, guests there, and it's really a lot of fun, so I, I highly recommend it. Uh, advanced purchase price is $125 plus tax. Day of price, if they happen to still have some spots available, $129 plus tax. There are discounts for annual pass holders and Disney Vacation Club members, so uh, I think we were looking into it as possibly doing it, it was for the night we were looking for it was $95 I think there's some other nights that are a little less expensive right. and some are a little more expensive but uh, check the calendar check and see if they're still available and yeah if you're thinking about doing this uh, I would jump on it as quickly as possible because it isn't possible it might sell out right right we've seen that mm -hmm. so other park news this time we're going to go from the east coast over to the west coast there are changes coming to a couple of fast casual restaurants in the hotels of the Disneyland Resort nice uh, this is straight from the Disney Parks blog. Uh, Tangaroa Terrace at the Disneyland Hotel will be closing very soon. It will reopen in early 2019 as Tangaroa Terrace Tropical Bar and Grill. Uh, if you don't know where Tangaroa Terrace is, it's right next to Trader Sam's uh, Enchanted Tiki Bar. Right. Uh, it's a little restaurant the next, right next to it. It's, uh, it's a 50s-inspired uh, tiki design. Uh, that will remain there. Um, however, the, they were going to... Uh, have a new outdoor bar and a refreshed patio that's going to be serving island cocktails and Asian-inspired fare. This is straight from the Disney Parks blog. Uh, new details will also be added to the interior space, including light fixtures made of colorful fishing floats and netting, a tropical mural, and bamboo accents. So uh, there's also going to be, and this is exciting, Yes. A dedicated service window for various coffee selections in the morning. And, of course, the very popular... Dole Whee! Whip. And if I'm not mistaken, there you can get the Dole Whip with, with rum, rum <laughs> which is that much more of a treat. So uh, so that's going to be closing here shortly and then opening up uh, later next year. So uh, I know we've been there. We love right. uh, Trader Sam's there, and we go there a lot. And But, you know, the place next door to us, we've always walked by and kind of, eh, meh, you know, right. it, it's never right. really inspired. So hopefully these changes will kind of bring us back and expand that kind of area and, and really uh, have more of enjoyment for that whole space nearby Absolutely. the Disneyland and, Hotel. And considering that, you know, sometimes uh, Trader Sam's gets pretty busy, mm -hmm. you know, to have another option that, that is, you know, maybe, like you're saying, maybe equally as exciting or fun to uh, participate in. Right, absolutely. Also happening this time over at Disney Grand California Hotel, the Disney's Grand California Hotel and Spa. I can get it all out. You did it. <laughs> Whitewater Snacks is also going to be closing soon, and we open latest, later this year with a fresh new look. And also, uh, guests there at that hotel, they'll be able to uh, soon enjoy a lounge that's by the pool uh, with a little more luxury. There's a new pool bar coming that's going to open up in spring of 2019. Uh, the pool bar area will keep the hotel's signature arts and crafts design with natural boulder stonework and uh, and the bricks. Uh, there'll be a custom tile mural at the back bar, which will be fun to right. check out. I love some of the back bars that oh, they have. Yes. Right? One of the top of the world lounge at uh, Walt Disney World Resort. We love the back of the uh, bar know. mural there that has the monorails. Uh, if you haven't, if you're a Disney Vacation Club member and you haven't been to the top of the world lounge, uh, you really need to take advantage right. of that it's, while you it's can. Spectacular. And they're also going to open up some new uh, shady areas with some new table seating and everything by the pool. So it's a nice place that you can sit. 
while you buy the pool, have a drink, have some food, and just kind of relax uh, if you're, you know, some time off uh, out of the parks. Right. And that hotel really does call out to you to relax. It's yeah. just a, such a nice, peaceful setting. And so it's great that they're making these wonderful changes. It's also Can't the shortest trip into either of the parks there. Yes. Like they have an entrance, their own entrance into Disney Grand California. Disney's, I'm combining them now, Disney California Adventure <laughs> Park. Uh, and so, you know, since you can get right in and get right out very quickly, it gives you that much more time to relax That's in between right. your visits to the parks. <laughs> You'll be able to fit the time in there to relax. Go. Fit the time in to relax. Yeah, yes. Please fit the time in to relax from time to time when you're at the resorts. That's kind of like hydrating. Exactly. Kind of like hydrating. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> So, moving away from the parks, now we'll move to the cruise line. Well, we haven't touched on the cruise line enough, but there were a couple stories for Disney Cruise Line that came out this week. First one is that Miami, the port of Miami, may be the new permanent home of at least one of Disney's cruise line ships in the coming years. Right, and that makes really perfect sense it, does. it really ties in with that location well we've we've sailed out from there, and you know it's a certainly uh, a setting that's used to having cruise ships there anyway so wonderful port to uh, to sail from on a disney and cruise. convenient for flying to the miami airport right it is exactly convenient to get to or that fort port. lauderdale right. or fort lauderdale for that matter yes yes uh easier from miami but yes from fort lauderdale as well uh this is straight from miami today news uh two port miami cruise line agreements scheduled to go before miami-dade commissioners this week are, 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 excuse me, are going before them this week, one of which would advance the construction of a new terminal. Now, that possible new terminal will be built east of the existing Terminal J, and that would be a specific Disney terminal. So they may, if they're building this new terminal, it may be similar to Port Canaveral, right, where they can really put great. their own touch on it and make it... Disney-fied. Yes, much more. You know, they do a nice job. They put up nice decorations and banners. But Mm -hmm. yes, having that uh, special touch like they have at Port Canaveral would be wonderful. Uh, So Disney would have 18 months from the date of the memorandum. This is all technical legal mumbo-jumbo, you know. But uh, to to, uh, the the memorandum of the understandings execution and negotiate the new terminal deal. So they still haven't worked it out. It's kind of in the preliminary uh, point right now, just... The, the government there is saying, yes, it's okay. The, we can start talking about this possibility. And then they need to work out a deal to pay for it, the construction and everything, who's going to pay for what, uh, the logistics of it, all the infrastructure and such. So uh, it's really important because, uh, as we know, in the next several years, starting, I believe, 2021 is the first year when right. there's going to be new, new Disney ships coming out every year after that. And up to one of them now have seven ships by the time we get to, I believe it's 2023, I think is when the third ship will come out, the third of right, the new ships. Right, So it'll be important to have extra ports available. Right. And so it looks like one of those ships, if this all goes through, will be permanently, I don't know which of the ships, it could have been some of the older ships, could be one of the newer ships, right. uh, will be permanently sailing out of Miami. So that's good news for people in Florida and, you know, it gives us access. And also has a good jumping off point for people to get to more Southern Caribbean cruises, right. you know, and of, of course uh, get to all the various Caribbean spots, whether it be Western, whether it be Eastern, uh, really great, great stuff. So. Looking forward to that possibility. Yes. Uh, another Disney Cruise Line uh, story that came out this week was that they are looking to add another private destination in the Bahamas. Now, I don't think that's any surprise to anybody. They've right. been looking for something for a while now. Now, you know, we just talked about it. They're going to have seven ships. As it is, it can be a little crowded during certain times of the year when all the ships are in and around Florida or in and around the Caribbean, I should say. Um, and trying to get into Castaway Key, it's as beautiful as that location is. It's only 
you know, the seven days in the week. You know, right. they, you know, they can't have a ship there every single day. So they're looking, they've been looking at a couple of different sites. Uh, they think they've pinpointed the site they want to go to now. Uh, this is according to the Disney Cruise Line blog, which, by the way, if you're interested in, if you're going sailing on a Disney uh, Cruise Line sailing soon, or if you're just interested in Disney Cruise Line, the Disney Cruise Line blog is really, really great. They have great information there. They have menus. They have all sorts of stuff there. Really, really good to set you up for your next sailing with Disney Cruise Line. Anyway, uh, last week, Disney Cruise Line officials presented a development proposal for the Lighthouse Point site to the Bahamas Chamber of Commerce and Employers Confederation. Uh, so the meeting included discussions on the project's design and development, the economic and environmental impact of South, and I'm going to butcher this as I always butcher these things, <laughs> South Eleuthera Public, <laughs> it's called South Eleuthera, E-L-E-U-T-H-E-R-A, I probably butchered it, but anyway, uh, public access and conservation objectives. Uh, if you're looking for a picture of what the site might look like, what they'd like it to look like, you can find it on the Disney Cruise Line blog, but it looked kind of interesting, and definitely Disney needs to find another private location. Absolutely, because especially with the larger ships, once they uh, get into port there, it really takes up the whole island, and like you said, if there's going to be multiple uh, ships out there, you really can't support multiple ships no. at the same uh, same location. So. No, it definitely can't. And uh, yeah, the bigger ships, that, that, that island, and if you've been there, you know what it's like when the larger ships, the dream and the uh, fantasy right now, show up there. It can be crowded as it is. It's not so bad with the magic and the wonder. The smaller right. ships, it's you know, still crowded, but not as crazy, but... These ships are all going to be about those size or bigger, so uh, there's just no way they could fit two ships in there at once. Right, and for people who have been sailing on the cruise line for years now, like us, I mean, it will be nice to have something to look forward to in terms of going to another location and seeing how they're going to have the activities put out uh, on Lighthouse Point. Yeah, that's what Lighthouse Point. Um, I'm looking forward to that. I, Castaway Key, to me, is my favorite. It, it doesn't matter where it's sailing. I, you know, I love going Disney cruise, cruises through the Caribbean, right. West Coast, whatever. The one port that I always want to hit, if it's entirely possible, is Castaway Key. It's the most relaxing place you can go to for a nice beach day. Right. It has something for everybody. It has, you know, for the kids, so many activities that they can do. So many, you know, whether they're playing games or doing things on the water. As families, they have activities that can be done all together. And then they also have the other areas, which is adult only. So it really is a location that, that hits um everybody's interest. Yeah, it breaks down just like the ships do, where there's an area for kids, kids. there's an area for families, right. and there's an area for adults. And the island breaks down the same way, and I'm sure they'll do something similar uh, if this does come to fruition at Lighthouse Point. But uh, excited about this and excited to experience it. Hopefully it all works out. Absolutely. We'll get the details down. Moving on to next story, let's go to movie news, Disney movie news. Uh, it was announced this week that select Disney princess movies are returning to AMC theaters for limited runs this month and next. How fun. So if you miss some of these movies in the theater, here's your chance to go back and see more. If you have young children who have never they've watched the, the Blu-rays or they've watched the digital videos or whatever, uh, they have not had a chance to see it in the theater. Here's a chance to get them to the theater. So here is 
how that's going to break down starting uh, this coming week, as a matter of fact. Uh, they're going to start off with 2017's live action Beauty and the Beast that starts on September 14th and be running for a week. Nice. That's nice. Uh, this is one I want to see because I don't think we saw this one in the theater, but I might want to go take us out to go do this one. Two, in, on Starting on September 21st, 2009's animated The Princess and the Frog. Nice. Right. No, we didn't see that one in the yeah. theater, so that would be fun. Another one that we didn't see in theaters, I don't know how, it's one of my favorite princess movies of all time. Uh, 2010's animated Tangled will be in theaters starting really? on September 28th. We didn't see that? We didn't see it in the theater. We waited until we got it on Blu-ray until we finally saw it. Wow. Is, yeah, which is strange. Okay. But yeah. uh, one we did see in theaters coming out on October 5th is 2016's animated Moana. Which awesome. We love one awesome of our movie. Right. Also, another one we saw in theaters was 2015's live action Cinderella. That's coming out on October 12th. I remember we weren't thinking we were going to go see this movie. And then we went, you know, I, uh, you've, if you've been to the parks and sometimes they do those little previews right. of these movies, you know, and they kind of get you excited about it. We went into the preview and uh, we saw it and they were doing the scene where she gets, spoiler alert, where she, <laughs> where she gets her gown and the pumpkin turns into a, uh, a, coach. a coach and everything and uh it was amazing. We're like, oh, we got to go see this. And it was a very good movie. We really enjoyed that one. So, And we were fortunate enough to see that one on the Disney cruise ship. We did see that as well. On a, that's, that's another benefit. If you've never been on a Disney cruise ship, they have a full theater there with first-run Disney movies you can see within those theaters in 3D even. Right. Um, so it's another benefit of going. And if it's the night that they debut, they do midnight showings when yes. they debut a brand new movie. It's always fun for when the, some of the big movies yeah. are coming out. Go in your pajamas. Yeah. And- it's so much fun. So, and they have popcorn, and it, it's, it's really great. a good time. So, uh, again, talking about Disney Cruise Line, we can't sell it enough. It's really right. good. Uh, not exactly, well, sort of Disney movie news, but this is more actually live action Disney movie news. Uh, oh. Announced this week, the Nightmare Before Christmas will be celebrating its 25th anniversary with two live shows at the Hollywood Bowl. That's exciting. It is really exciting. It'll be fun. The shows will be Friday, October 26th, and Saturday, October 27th. The show will be a live-to-picture screening and concert presentation of the uh, beloved Halloween-slash-Christmas movie. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Appearing in this is really cool. Songwriter Danny Elfman will reprise his role as the singing voice of Jack Skellington, along with Catherine O'Hara and Ken Page, returning as Sally and Oogie Boogie. So that's going to be fun. Um, yeah, that's exciting. And they'll be playing along with the Hollywood Bowl Orchestra. Uh, they're going to have live scenery projected onto the facade of the Hollywood Bowl. And the event is described as a fully immersive digital visual. So, wow. Really cool. We already have our we tickets. Do. We are going to be there. <laughs> We're excited about it. Um, if Tickets are going pretty fast. I was just checking on it this morning. Uh, they're still on sale. Um, not just talking the resale, just the regular uh, first original price, and then they start at thirty-seven fifty for some of the ones way back in the back, up to the ones really close that are going for a one hundred ninety-nine dollars and fifty cents. Wow. Uh, but you might want to hurry. I know Saturday is going pretty quickly. They were when I checked it, they were running pretty low. Friday still has some availability, a little more, but you might want to jump on it as soon as possible because I know people love this movie. Especially, and it's right next to Halloween when this is going right, out. I was just going to say the people timing gonna, is perfect. People are going to jump on this. Yes. So. Uh, get out there and get these tickets if you're in Southern California or if you're going to be in Southern California and like to experience this kind of, well, I guess it's twice in a lifetime since they're doing it two nights in a row, right. uh, opportunity to see the show. We've done the uh, sing-along 
again on the yeah. Disney cruise ship. <laughs> I didn't know we, we were going to be talking about this. We need to do an episode of Disney Cruise Line because yes. we are talking so much about it. We just need to book a cruise. <laughs> that's what well, we need that's to That's another point I didn't get to. <laughs> um, but anyways, yeah, we've been on the cruise ship where they've done the sing-along um, with the movie, which was a lot of fun. But I think with the setting at the Hollywood Bowl, it's going to be really amazing and looking forward to it and, you know, want to... Uh, invite you all hopefully you'll be joining and we can chat about it a little bit at a future podcast absolutely absolutely uh, by the way that the, the sing-along uh, is great it's it's on the halloween on the high seas cruises that start uh, usually late august right. run through september and october if you're on any of those sailings uh, a lot of fun kids get to go out and do trick-or-treating around the ship uh, there's costume contests it's not really a contest it's just more like fun right. characters in there uh their halloween outfits which are really great and it's right. just it's it's a good fun time that's added to what is already a great time aboard any disney cruise and the ship. adults get into the costume party oh, yeah. as well and Absolutely. they have evening events for the adults that have uh i guess they encourage you to have costumes mm-hmm. and it's it, like you said it's a blast it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun we highly recommend it and we did one last year it was fun uh moving on one more disney movie note uh, sort of disney it's lucasfilm actually uh president of lucasfilm kathleen kennedy will be receiving an honorary Oscar at this year's Academy Awards. That's super. Yeah. Uh, the Academy Awards will be bestowing her and producing partner Frank Marshall the Irving G. Thalberg Memorial Award. She'll be the first ever female to receive this award, which is given to producers who, quote, whose body of work reflects a consistently high quality of motion picture production, end quote. Wow. Well-deserved. Well-deserved. Definitely. And for those of you who out there who are kind of like, well... She's going to resign. Sorry. Um, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> Along with her work on the Star Wars franchise, obviously with Lucasfilm, right. she's worked on the Indiana Jones franchise. She's worked with Steven Spielberg a lot, E.T. the Extraterrestrial, Back to the Future, Jurassic Park, Schindler's List, many more great films. So it's not just talking about the great work she's done with Lucasfilm and with Star Wars. She has done a wide array of different movies right you know and i think that's what made her her experiences be highlighted for lucasfilms to really want to have her in such a a a role absolutely and that's uh, really great news and again the first female to be receiving this award that's really really cool so congratulations to her and to frank marshall for that matter as well so that's it for the disney stories of the week so many out there if we didn't get to a story you wanted us to talk about please Email us, contact us. We'll go through the ways you can contact us again at the end of the show, and we'll be happy to discuss it with you or bring it up on the next show, which coming up, we always, almost always record these on Sundays. Uh, we'll record it next week. But we never, if you've, this again, if this is the first time you're listening to us, we never end a show without giving you some sort of tip for your vacation, for whether it be the parks, whether it be the cruise line again, right. which actually mine is. So apparently I really want to go you on a cruise. You must have. I'm, I'm feeling the vibe. <laughs> mine well, is not but necessarily, but I'm glad you did. Whether it be run Disney, whether it's just anything in life about Disney, we always go through some tip to kind of help you out uh, on your next vacation or whatever it is. And we always start, as always, ladies first, and that would go to my beautiful Michelle. Oh, thank you. By the way, who has the best tips? That's why she starts. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, that was very kind of you. Um, So I'm actually using uh, one of the, as our tip, or as my tip, is um, Mr. Cockrell talked about planning. And, you know, that's something that in his podcast and his books that he talks about a lot too, is that things just don't happen. You have to plan for them. So wanted to 
tie that in with planning a Disney vacation trip. You know, um, so we want to, we have some tools that we want to encourage you to look at if you are planning a trip, whether it's being to one of the resorts or to a Disney cruise. Um, so the first tool that you could use, we actually highlighted last week in our Disney Parks Mom Panel episode. And so that is a really great tool or, or way that you can research um, what's going on in the parks or wherever you're t- taking your vacation with Disney. You can search by questions or you can ask your own questions and they're, mm-hmm. they're great at responding to those. Um, obviously, the Disney apps and their online uh, website has a lot of information that you can research and it's really well thought out and easy to you know, look at whether you're looking at restaurants or you're looking at attractions or entertainment. You just want to know what the different fireworks shows mm-hmm. are going on. It's really easy to, you know... Um, maneuver through that those the app and the online um, and then you, you used to be able to request a DVD um, but now they have the videos online and so those also give you some really great um, informational mm-hmm. tools or, or um, ideas of what's going on at the re- resorts and then the next thing in the planning phase would be to really list out your must do's so once you've done your research and you say oh I have to go eat here. Or I have to make sure I'm get a fast pass to this attraction. Then start with your must dos, and from there you can really start to have a shell of what mm-hmm. your vacation can be. Now, um, I've been known to meticulously, I guess, no <laughs> plan no, a trip, not at all. <laughs> But year in advance <laughs> not just time in advance but just you know having a lot year, of ideas of year. ready to go um you know obviously if you're going to need reservations to things you want to have that squared away be you know well in advance um but as you know and mm-hmm. hopefully you agree that i also build in the flexibility mm-hmm. to change our yeah, mind you do. You do. Sort of. yeah you do Oh, anyways, you know, um, but fast passes, you know, um, like at Walt Disney World Resort, if you're staying on the resort, you can make your fast pass reservations uh, 60 days out. If you're not staying on property, you can do it 30 days out. But it's really important for a lot of those um, well thought out attractions that it might be hard if you don't do it right at the beginning uh, of that time frame yeah, where you can make it ones. right yeah. the more popular ones so um that's why it's great to have some of that planning done well yeah, in like advance if, if you're going to try and do uh you know slinky dog dash or if you're trying to do flight of passage in pandora right you want to jump on those quickly because those are the fast passes that will go away immediately right even the frozen yes Epcot. Yep. <laughs> so you know but but you really want to go into your trip having some knowledge of how to uh, experience the parks, whether it's at Walt Disney World or even at Disneyland, if you haven't been there before, you know, having that plan down that you can make adjustments if things aren't mm-hmm. working, you might, attractions might go down or, you know, something might not be available that you thought you were planning to do, that you have a way to recover quickly and still have a very full and fun time there. Um if you would like a blank of the planning tools that we use, you know, the, the, how we set up our, our trips, just send us an email at Hyperion Adventures 
podcast at gmail.com. We'd be glad to share that with you. Mm-hmm. If you have some tools that you would like us to share and give you credit for it, you know, please also email those to us as well. It might help us. I mean, it might improve what we use as our planner. That's right. Um, that, absolutely. And by the way, I was completely kidding. Michelle does some great planning. <laughs> I'm not kidding about that. She starts a year out. <laughs> But she does great planning. I really appreciate it, especially since she knows the Walt Disney World Resort much better than I do. I mean, I've been there several times, but she's been there since she, since the years it was open. No, I won't yeah, say that. Yeah. I'm not going to age been there you, a while. but she's Thank been you. there for a long time. A long she's gone. Time. She's been there for so many years. She remembers places that aren't even open anymore, but she knows the Walt Disney World Resort. So I appreciate her planning these things out, even though, yes, um, sometimes... You know, being a little more flexible. No, she's really completely <laughs> flexible. I'm joking. I'm joking. Um, no, I get it. I get it. No, no, she does great. Uh, and really, we couldn't do it without her. Walt Disney World, the resort, is so immense. If, you, if you're a Disneyland resort person, and many of you who maybe are listening to us for the first time on uh, Max 105.7, you may be used to going to the Disneyland resort knowing it's fairly compact. You can do things in one day there. You can do both parks in one day if you right. really want to hit it Multiple hard. Multiple times. Yeah. Back and forth. Uh, you can't. You, you, you can't do everything in Walt Disney World Resort in even a week. Right. Uh, it, it's There's so much to do there. So it really, if you have the chance to plan it out before you go there, it will uh, make your trip that much more enjoyable. Right, right. And, you know, as I said, that sometimes things happen, that things break down, and you want, you want to change your plans, you, you can do that. And the parks change a lot. You know, the, they do a lot of seasonal things, mm-hmm. um, you know, for like right now, where they have food and wine over at Epcot, you know. And so some things aren't your standard and so even though you may have had experience in those parks it's great to see what is happening right at the time that you're planning to make your trip and so it's good to get that information even for myself I find that you know there's like new things that we haven't experienced before or that are only seasonal and want to make sure we have that knowledge of how to really um, you know maneuver through those those things yeah it's really important it's really important when you go to the Walt Disney World Resort it's important the Disneyland Resort to kind of have a plan going in too but it is so important when you go to Walt Disney World it just it's so immense and it can really overwhelm you if you don't have a plan going into there right absolutely so so thanks again beautiful tip I was, yeah, I was kidding <laughs> with you but really really uh she is great at it she plans really well and she is i'm joking about it but she is flexible on what she wants us to do and uh you should be you should everybody should be a little bit flexible when i mean yes you want to hit these certain attractions but you should always have some sort of flexibility in your plan because you know sometimes things change and if you're just so stringent on what you want to do there it can mess up your trip but if you're happy like okay well this isn't working right there's weather issues one of the rides or the attractions closes down uh then you know you you have to be able to bend a little bit to to, uh move to different things uh, you know but if you're set hard set on some of these things it, it, it can just ruin your trip when something like that uh goes awry right so anyway, great tip as always. Thank Michelle you. always has the best tips. Nah, always. You're sweet. Right, email her <laughs> for the best tips. You know, and then you can come to me for like, oh, you know, uh, what's kind of burger should I have? You know, that's my, that's my kind of tip. Food, yes. Yeah. Apparently, yeah. By the way, last week was our food episode, which was funny. Uh, I was really hungry last week. This week, I was uh, really wanting to cruise, apparently, because that's where my tip, as I talked about earlier, is going to. I'm going to talk about how when you're on a Disney Cruise Line ship that's going to Castaway Key, you can be the first person, or maybe not the first person, but one of the first people on Castaway Key. And we talked about how important that is. 
when you're on the dream or the fantasy. It's important on the magic or the wonder as well. But when you're on the right. dream and the fantasy and there's so many people aboard, you can be one of the first people that gets on, onto the shoreline and can stake out that good spot. And here's how you do that. They do a thing that's called the Castaway Key 5K. Right. Now, for those of you that don't run, that's okay. You can walk, you can run, you can jog a little bit. You don't need to run. But what you do need to do is when you first get on board, go sign up for this. It's perfectly free. It doesn't cost a thing, but spaces will fill up for it. So uh, jump on it when you first get on board. Again, you can run or walk. It's uh, it's a 5K, so it's 3.1 miles. It will be warm probably because it is the middle of the Bahamas and Castaway Key can get a little warm. So just be prepared for that. But the good thing about it, like I said, is that you will be the first guest on the island. And that includes your family. If you're signed up for this, they can get off the ship with you at the same time. So they can go over and stake out some lounge chairs or stake out a spot or whatever while you're running this, or they can go along with you. Either way you want to do about it. So uh, the, it's it's two participants. They need to be 10 years of age or older, just so you know. So, I mean, I have heard that they'll sometimes allow children that are younger, if they really want to run this, to run along with you. They just won't get a medal at the end. But you will get a medal at the end. Um, again, you're the first ones off the ship, so uh, you get that advantage. And another thing, if you're running the uh, Walt Disney World Marathon weekend races, any of them, 5K, 10K, half marathon, full marathon, the challenges, whatever, and then you book the cruise that follows right after that, the Monday right after that, it's on the Dream, that goes to Castaway Key, uh, you will, and you run this race as well, you will get not only the medal that you got for running the race at uh, Walt Disney World, you will also get a medal for running the Castaway Key 5K, nice. and you will get a third medal for the special Castaway Challenge. So it's also another bonus, and we're always we're we're medal hungry. We always right. want another medal. <laughs> At least that's me. I don't know. I mean, Trophies I, I, for I, everybody. I need another medal um, because I don't have enough already. But uh, the main thing, like I said, is that, and that's only for one cruise of the year. Right. But if you're looking to kind of do something and do a land and sea vacation, and you're a Run Disney fan, kind of you can something you can do to have more fun. But the most important thing, like I said, is that this is the way it can get crowded out there. Lounge chairs can be a little tough at times. This is a way to get out there and get on. The, and it, hey, you're going to get sweaty, but you're going to get sweaty out there on the beach anyway, probably. Right, so right. what does it really matter? Go take a dip in the ocean after your run. You're good to go. But uh, really can be advantage for you. Yeah, that's a great tip. And, and we've actually done the 5K. And well, sort of. Sort of. <laughs> um, our, we actually didn't, the weather didn't allow yeah, us to. Yeah, they tried for about two hours to, when we were on our one of our last cruises that went to Castaway Key. And unfortunately, they came close, but they couldn't quite dock at Castaway Key, and which happens sometimes. You never know. It's you know it's, it's a tricky port. The weather has to be perfect to, to get in there at times. And we just ran into a day when you couldn't. So we ran the 5K on the ship. Right. Talk <laughs> about flexibility. Yes. They offered us an alternative, and that was a really fun experience. My favorite too. thing though with that was that they're like, "Well, we'll just give you the medal, and you can just you know tell us you ran it at some point. You don't need to run it right now." I'm like, "I'm not a quitter. I'm right. running right now." And we went and ran out of the ship, so. and it's great because the runners that uh, finish ahead of you stick around and cheer you on. So it's it's really fun to do that, and that yeah. is an awesome tip because that's an experience that not everybody knows about when going on a Disney cruise ship. So uh, I would definitely love that you mentioned that for people. And again, get a good spot in Castaway Key because believe me, it'll be one of your best beach days you've ever experienced out there. We've been to many cruise lines, different private islands or private ports or whatever, 
the Castaway Key is far and away the best site we've ever been to. Right. So. No matter what time of year, yeah. too, because we've gone out there when it's, you know, been in winter time, And, mm-hmm. you know, I mean, obviously winter there is not like winter in the Northeast or anything like yeah. that. <laughs> but, you know, it's it, you could still have a day that's kind of chilly, but have a wonderful, fun time there on Castaway Key. Yep. It's really good. So that's it for this episode of the Hyperion Adventures podcast. Thanks again for joining us. We really appreciate you being with us every week. And if this is your first time, we hope you'll come back and listen to us again in the weeks to come. Uh, Next week, speaking of that, uh, we're going to be traveling to the Walt Disney Studios for a screening of the original classic Mary Poppins. Isn't that awesome? Yeah, I'm so excited to do that. So we'll be telling you all about that. And if you happen to be going up there as well to experience this movie and you happen to see us, come by and say hi. Tell us you listen to the podcast. We'd love to meet you. Um, it's going to be really exciting and, and we can't wait to do it. But we'll, that's not the only thing we'll be talking about next week. Of course, we'll always be doing the Disney stories and the vacation tips. But we'll also be listing our favorite things from the Disneyland Resort next week. Right, right. So we've done a lot of love for the Walt Disney World recently, and today we've talked about the cruise line. So it's time to, you know, focus on some things that are wonderful about Disneyland Resort. And we're both going to do our our different five favorite things, so it'll be interesting to see, compare and contrast our two lists and see where... We share the same thing. One thing has one person has something higher, one person has something lower. And by the way, if you want to share your five favorite things about the Disneyland Resort, send them to us and we'll read them on the air as well. Absolutely. So here is how you can contact us. Uh, follow us on social media at Hyperion Podcast on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram at Hyperion Adventures Podcast. You can find us on the web, on our website, HyperionAdventuresPodcast.com as well as 1057MaxFM.com. You can email us at Hyperion Adventures Podcast at gmail.com. If you want to listen to us in the future, where you found us today, and we're so happy you did, you can find us on 1057maxfm.com or on the Max app. If you're going to the website, uh, go to the Max Plus tab. If you're looking for us, it may not be apparent right to begin with. If you go to the Max Plus tab, it's a little drop-down tab. You'll find us there, um, and you can find all our podcasts there. You can also find us on SoundCloud. You can find us on Stitcher. You can subscribe to us on iTunes and Google Play Music, and whenever we have a new episode, it'll come right to you. You won't have to look for us. You'll just know it's there. And by the way, because we're, we're doing a little transfer here, when, since we've uh, done this partnership with uh, 105.7 Max FM. Uh, if there's any issues, you shouldn't see any difference in if you're receiving us, if you're already subscribed to us on iTunes or Google Play Music or whatever. There shouldn't be any difference, but if you do notice something, uh, contact us because we want to make sure that any technical issues are, are hammered yeah, out absolutely. as soon as possible because we don't want to uh, have your experience be different at all from this. It shouldn't change anything about what we're doing just because we've now partnered with this radio station right right and again you can contact us via email at hyperion's adventures podcast at gmail.com and of course like i said also the uh various social medias you can contact us there just give us drop us a little note and, right uh, we will get right to work on that and correct that if there is any problems i don't expect them but if there are i want to make sure that we get it uh, corrected as soon as possible and oh by the way if you get a chance give us a little rating give us a little review it really will help us in so many ways just kind of uh, let some people out there that maybe don't know about our podcast uh, to say, oh, you know, this is something I might be interested in. So, uh, it won't take long. If you could do that, that would be fantastic. So, But thanks again. We really appreciate whether you're a new listener, whether you're an uh, old Hyperion adventurer, one of our OGs, one <laughs> of our Hyperion adventurers, our new Hyperion adventurers. We love our whole family and Absolutely. we're so excited to have you with us. And uh, We're looking forward to sharing another magical week with you. So for another week, I'm Tom. I'm Michelle. 
And we hope that you have a magical week. Bye. Bye.